Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. B98.5's Tad and Drex Show podcast, helping you catch up on what you missed. It's Tad and Drex's Info to Go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning. It's 526, 42 degrees. Sunshine today with a high of 70. What's going on, Kara? All right, you guys. We can all get through this together. Yesterday, Governor Kemp announced that he's issuing a statewide shelter-in-place order effective at midnight tonight and lasting until April 13th. Now, if you hear those words shelter-in-place and start to panic a little bit and think to yourself, I need to go to the grocery today, right now. I got to go. Just hold your horses. Governor Kemp said there's no reason to panic by. People do not need to panic and worry about that. If you're going to the grocery store tonight, look, I get it. We're, we're not putting the, We're not implementing the order tonight. Um, you know, we're going to put it out tomorrow. So we got a couple of days here for people to adjust and get ready. The grocers are ready for this. They'll be ready to restock. They've been limiting their hours so they can do that. So people don't need to worry about buying for, you know, two weeks or two months. Um, you know, get what you need where you can shelter up for a while, stay home, and and then leave some for the other folks. You know, that is, so there's something to that because about a week and a half ago, my wife heard a rumor that this order was going to come that day. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said to her was, the Go press the conference is at five, get to the grocery store. So that's excellent advice. There's really nothing to get ready for. Well, it is, Teddy, you're right. It is good advice. He could have said 15th, and, and we love uh, Governor Kemp. He's a friend of our show. We've had him on multiple times. He could have said it 1,500 times. Don't panic. Don't go. People, People are, are still going to go. He yeah. should have done it the total other way. Go now. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Mer- and then people have been like, oh, no, I'm not going to go because he just said it. Like, we've got to <sighs> no, start no. using reverse psychology. <laughs> no, I don't we think, are to that point. Uh, no mo- way, Most Jose. of the time, I think reverse psychology works. In this case, if the governor was panicked, I yeah. can't even imagine. Everybody's all, already so much on edge. I think that would be like the worst thing to happen. The other thing that I'm surprised at is this goes into effect at midnight tonight, mm-hmm. right? It's the 2nd of April. It When does it end? It ends April on the, 13th. It's a Monday. That's hardly any, that's not even two weeks. It's, uh, I, I think it's, it's to give time, you know, well, and, and also to the shelter in place, like Gwinnett and, I, and, and Fulton County just went yesterday and Cobb's been in for a while and the city of Atlanta's had a shelter in place for a while. So nothing has changed there. I think right. he, all the counties around the the state the are state. now included on what's already been happening. I live in Gwinnett, Gwinnett, Gwinnett County. What's already been happening there? Right. Personally, I think this is going to be extended. Do you guys? Oh, for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Sure. Right. But you know, it's like give it to the people steps. in small doses. Totally. For sure. Let's start totally. with a day, and then we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, yeah. Let's right. let's meet back here tomorrow. <laughs> we'll circle back to this. Yeah. So speaking of the grocery stores, if you are currently out of work and in desperate need of a job, there are many grocers hiring, including Kroger, and they've even issued a hero bonus. Over these past few weeks, our associates from across the country have shown us the true meaning 
of the word hero. You know, I've received countless letters from customers thanking you for your amazing dedication. You have been nothing short of extraordinary. To further acknowledge your hard work and the work to come, we are offering a hero bonus to hourly frontline associates. This will be paid on a weekly basis and will equate to a $2 an hour premium above your standard hourly wage. Which is huge. And if you remember, we talked to Miss Williams from Kroger the other day, and she said their onboarding process is virtual right now, and it's happening very swiftly, and they could get you to work within a couple of days. And by the way, uh, jobs at Kroger and about 35 other places on the B98.5 Facebook page mm-hmm. and at tadandrex.com. If you know somebody who's out of work, share that page with them. There are so many great opportunities for people with skills, like really ranging skills. So my best friend is a freelance celebrity hair and makeup artist, and all of her work just got canceled yeah. for the next two months. And she called me yesterday just in tears, not knowing where to turn, what to do, um, how am I going to pay my bills? And it was really good that we had that page up. I'm like, here, go look at something. Find something. You can find something. It will be okay. So we all just need to, you know, encourage each other and get through this together. How, how rude of her to do that to you, Kara? Like, what? I don't want to deal with your problems right now. I got other stuff going on. She's well, this my is bestie, and I love her. Right. This is the thing. Somebody makes that phone call. I just had it the other day. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, I just got furloughed. I just got laid off. And I send them that page. And then the guy I was talking to was so grateful. Yeah. He's like, thank you so much. Because, I mean, he works in furniture. There's a job at Williams-Sonoma, which is not exactly what he does, but it's yeah, very it's closely related to what he does. So, again, tadandirects.com. It's a, just a very easy list to go through or at the top of the B98.5 Facebook page. All righty. She's in the know about everything happening in pop culture. Can you beat her? It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Good morning, Julia in Stockbridge. Good morning. Hi, could you please kick Kara out of the studio? Girl, get out of here. I'm gone, Julia. Good luck. Thank you. We're going to ask you five pop culture questions. If you answer more right than Carrie, you're going to win 100 bucks of her money. If she answers more right than you, she wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready? I think so, yeah. All right. Question number <laughs> one. No surprise here. Streaming numbers are at an all-time high. What's the top streaming service in the United States? Uh, Netflix. Number two. The NFL announced kid-friendly playoff games will air on Nickelodeon. Name Atlanta's NFL team. The Falcon. Number three, Suzanne Summers wants to appear in Playboy for her 75th birthday. She played Chrissy Snow on what late 70s sitcom? Oh, um, Three's Company. Number four, the founder of shapewear company Skims is exploring how to make masks. Who started Skims? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Number five, Prince William wants to return back to his position in the Royal Air Force to help with the pandemic. What was uh, he trained to fly, Prince William? How would you ever know that? Yeah, I was like, uh... Well, maybe you do know that if you think about it. What was he trained to fly? You've got a couple of options. I do. <laughs> You've got airplanes, and then there's another vehicle that you fly. Um, A helicopter? Is that your guess? Yes. 
bring Kara back in. How Boy, do we, do? we gave Julian Stockbridge that one on a silver platter. <laughs> uh, you did well. You got four right. Four is the yeah. number, Karen. They are tough. Yeah. She had a little help, though. Julia needs the cash. Yeah. Are you ready, Kara? I'm ready. Same questions. No surprise here. Streaming numbers are at an all-time high. What's the top streaming service in the U.S.? Netflix. That's what Julia said, one-to-one. Number two, the NFL announced kid-friendly playoff games will air on Nickelodeon. What is that? I have no idea. Well, the game will air on CBS with, like, Jim Nance and Tony Romo. It'll air simulcast on Nickelodeon with, like, more kid-friendly times. That's interesting. Name Atlanta's NFL team. The Falcons. Okay, that's what Julia said. It's two to two. Kara's like, and the question is... I'm like, where's this going? (laughs) Number three, Suzanne Summers wants to appear in Playboy for her 75th birthday. She played Chrissy Snow on what late 70s sitcom? Three's Company. Come on, That's what Julia said, three to three. I'm surprised you even knew that. Oh, yeah. That's a great theme song. Number four, the founder of shapewear company Skims is exploring how to make masks. Who started Skims? Kim Kardashian. Yeah, her name is in the company. Uh, Julia didn't have an answer. Four to three. Is that a Spanx ripoff, mm-hmm. basically? Yes. Well, actually, first it was supposed to be called Kimono, and then she was uh, accused of cultural appropriation, and ah. then she changed it to Skims. Do I get bonus points? Sure. Finally, number five, <laughs> Prince William. Please, let me just ask the questions, Kara, instead of all this side talk. <laughs> Number five, Prince William wants to return back to his position in the Royal Air Force to help with the pandemic. What was he trained to fly? Planes? Helicopter. Helicopter. She said planes she first. She said planes first. I'm going to mark you wrong. Oh. It is a helicopter. That's what Julia said. He was trained to fly air ambulance helicopters. Final score is four to four, but all ties do go to the house because Kara puts up 100 bucks of her own money. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Julia. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't win. It's a tie. You don't get to do the ooh-ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Good game, let's, Julia. Let's be honest, Julia. Without game me, you. it would be four to three. Oh, that would have been right. three yeah. That's true. That's true. But I got the three company one. That was a good one. <laughs> you should get extra points for that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning. I'm Tad. Hello, Drex. Blessings. And sweet Kara. Good morning. So... We got to take a break from talking about coronavirus. There's only one other thing happening in the world. <laughs> and that is uh, Joe Exotic. That's hey. Carol Baskin, Tiger King. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. And I oh, know. That's really good. <laughs> when you're wondering what happened to Carol Baskin's ex husband. Yeah. Or was, I mean, he. They were husband and wife. When they he, were husband and wife, so and then I think technically it was like dissolved because yeah. he he was pr- he, he was, was pronounced dead in two thousand one. Dissolved. Yeah. That's not a good choice. Oh no! Words. But uh, when you want to know, you got to get some answers. Who do you turn to? O.J. Simpson, of course. Yeah, he's probably an expert in that situation. Here's what he said about the situation. Yesterday, I watched this show, Tiger King. And oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? I watched about (laughs) six episodes of this show and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. One thing I will say, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shushimi right now. (laughs) Uh, That is funny, I will say. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hi, this is the pot. I'm looking for kettle. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Carol Baskin fed her husband to Tiger? 
let or me, multiple let, let me ask you a question, Tad, actually. Mm-hmm. Throw it back on you. So uh, Carol Baskin's husband, who went missing, was pronounced dead. At the time, he was 60. At the time, Carol Baskin was 35. Mm-hmm. So that's a 25-year distance. To me, that's the glowing sign of a relationship not going to work when there's any more than like 10 years separating the two. So I ask you, Ted, What's your question? Yeah. Is my wife going to feed me to tigers? Is that what? Oh, gosh, I didn't think about that. That's funny. Well, is there any, was when you when you and your your wife, Jessica, first met, was there any thought that because you're a double digits older than her that that this might not that this might not work or you guys going to have a challenging time anything like that it was a concern before like for like the first year that we dated i didn't even really i was just i kind of like passed it off as a thing mm-hmm. i didn't even consider it to be a relationship because i was like this will never work right um, I'm 17 years older than her. However, let me say this. Mm-hmm. She's an old soul. Right, and you're a and young soul. I'm a young soul. Correct. So we really, I'm actually younger than my wife in maturity mm-hmm. years. So it works in that respect. Now, going back to that, I, so it was a year, and we actually broke up for a week. And my friend Tommy, who you know, Blind mm-hmm. Tommy, said to me, just enjoy being in a relationship with her. Stop thinking about it. Don't let it get in okay. your head. And so it was at that point, I was like, you know what? Now I accept you as my special lady friend. My wife loves it when I call her my yeah. special lady friend. Just makes me seem even older. And uh, so then from then on, we were fine. So so what is the point? So that was, I guess that's my question. It, it does have to be a mindset because I, I think that Carol Baskins, when they first met, maybe she was 28 and he was like 52. All right. Well, oh you know, he's gosh. in like his early 50s and that's like a 52-year-old guy is t- still in his 20s. But at a certain t- point, aren't you just like, well, now I'm 35 and he's 60. When I'm 45, he'll be 70? Okay, so the difference between Carol Baskins and Jessica Lemire, Carol Baskins' husband was a millionaire. Jessica Lemire's husband is a radio DJ. Is it is a 1,000 there? But that being said... I've recently had a health exam for life insurance. Do you think I'm going to tell my wife when that million-dollar life insurance policy goes into effect? She will never, ever (laughs) know. Oh, my goodness. It's a good thing you don't have a tiger. Oh, no. <laughs> Here, Jessica. <laughs> Answer more questions than Kara. Grab a quick hundred bucks. But she won't make it easy. It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Paula and Winder. Yes, how are you? I'm doubtful about your <laughs> oh. chances here, and I'm sorry. That was very rude of me. Oh, no. Prove me <laughs> wrong. Kick Kara out of the studio. All right, please leave for a while, Kara. I'm out of here, Paula. Good luck. So nice. And she's such a pleasant woman. And why would I rail against her? Not having heard a woman's voice. Paula sounds like she's got a little Carol Baskins in her, though. Oh, she appears really sweet, but is maniacal. Could you do us a favor and just say cool cats and kittens so we can do a comparison, voice comparison? Cool cats and kittens. Yeah, oh, she's got spot on. she's 100% Baskin. <laughs> We're going to uh, ask you five pop culture questions. Answer more right than Kara. Get $100 cash. If she answers more right than you, she wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, sir. Question one. Taylor Swift is going to pay the salaries of the employees at a Nashville record store. What is the shape of a vinyl record? Round. 
Number two, congrats to Dancing with the Stars dancer Karina Smirnoff gave birth to a baby boy yesterday. What type of liquor does Smirnoff make? Vodka. Number three, in the most ironic statement ever made, name the former football player who thinks Carol Baskin killed her spouse. O.J. Simpson. Number four, Wimbledon and the British Open have been canceled. This is the first time in 75 years. What are those two sports? Um, what were they again? I know, well, Wimbledon is tennis. What was the other? British Open. Um, golf. Number five, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are using this time to do couples counseling. They're doing the counseling via this now popular video chat software. Oh, my goodness. Um... I can't think. I'm it was sorry. also a TV show in the 70s. I can't even. On PBS. <laughs> oh, um, Sesame Snow. Sesame Street. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> care of that. That's a good name for a uh, software company, yeah. <laughs> Zoobily Zoo. Uh, all right, Paula and Winder, you did fantastic, though. You got four right oh, with wow. really tough questions, okay. Kara. I, I don't, you're, you're not going to win. I think you're going to tie at best. Same questions. Number one, Taylor Swift is going to pay the salaries of employees at a Nashville record store. What is the shape of a vinyl record? A circle? Yeah, Paula said round. We gave it to her. It's one to one. Number two, Dancing with the Stars dancer Karina Smirnoff had a baby boy yesterday. What type of liquor does Smirnoff make? Vodka. Yeah, Paula answered that one very confidently. It's two to two. <laughs> Which question do you think Kara's going to get wrong? Uh, number four. Yes, definitely okay. number four. Number three. In the most ironic statement ever made, name the formal football player, a former football player, who thinks Carol Baskin killed her spouse. O.J. Simpson. That's what Paula said. Y'all are knotted up at three. Number four, Wimbledon and British Open have been canceled. What are those two sports? They're tennis tournaments. Incorrect. One of them's a tennis tournament. The other one is a golf tournament. You got it wrong. Paula got it right. Paula's up. Four to three. Kara five. needs to answer this one right to at least time. <sighs> Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale are using this time to do couples counseling. They're doing counseling via this now popular video chat software. Zoom? That is the right answer. Paula oh. didn't get it right. As predicted, a four to four tie, and all ties do go to the house because Kara puts up 100 bucks of her own money. Great game, Paula. Oh. Well, thank you, you too. My prediction was correct. And think of all that. Tiger meat you could have bought for $100. Oh, you mean ex-husband? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good morning to Dr. Del Rio, our coronavirus expert, Emory University. Thanks again for joining us this morning. Delighted to be with you. We're going to go right to the phones. We've got a bunch of calls coming in, starting with Albert. Good morning, yes. Albert. You have a question for Dr. Del Rio. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Basically, uh, as far as uh, the temperature, does this thing last more in, in colder weather or warmer weather? Like, what's, you know, um, chances of it lasting longer in which type of weather? Well, you know, I mean, a lot of the coronaviruses don't do well in cold weather. They don't thrive as well in cold weather. I mean, in warm weather. So we are, many of us are expecting that hopefully with warmer weather, uh, we'll see less of a disease. But I would say I would I would temper that by saying that uh, Australia right now is having a significant outbreak and they have a pretty warm weather. And Miami, I don't know what the temperature is today in Miami, but Miami is already in there. You know, in, it has warm warm weather right now. Miami right. today, well, it was 66 and it's going to be in the 80s and it's going to be almost in the 90s by Thursday. And they're still having an epidemic. So I'm not sure warm weather is going to make it much of a difference, to tell you the truth. Dr. Del Rio, is there any kind of fear that this thing may come back once we start experiencing colder temperatures in Atlanta? 
Well, you know, I mean, we're all concerned that it's going to come back, but first of all, let's let's get over this outbreak before we talk about a comeback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't want to talk. I almost feel like, you know, we need to get to over this one. It's almost like, it's like a war. Let's get over this battle first and then, then think about the next battle, right? Absolutely. We got to win. We got to win this one first. But if it comes back in the fall, I think we'll be in a different position, right? We will have much more testing. We will have medications. We may even have a vaccine. So I think a comeback will not be the same thing as we're experiencing right now. Right now, we're experiencing a, a unique situation with a virus that we didn't know, to which we don't, don't have immunity. So, so what you're seeing right now is the worst it could possibly be. I would hope that this is not going to be the case if there's a comeback. Talking to Dr. Del Rio and your questions at 404-741-0985. Good morning, Tammy. Good morning. What did you want to ask the doctor? I was just wondering if he has any thoughts on why, as a nation, as hospital systems, why we were so poorly prepared for this, given the fact that we knew it was coming. Well, you know, I think I think preparedness is something that that obviously it's always very hard and and I think everybody if we everybody has made a mistake with this virus is what we call underestimation. Everybody said, Oh, you know, we got this but we didn't realize how how rapidly it will get us. And the reality is, you know, if you look, Tammy, even as you know, as if I was looking at the month month of March month of March, you know, in early March we only had the first day of March, we only had thirty reported cases. So, you know, it didn't look like horrible, right? By the end of March, we had over 200,000 cases. So it comes to you so quickly that even if you think you're prepared, you're not going to be prepared. And I think that becomes that becomes a realization that that we all have have had. It's almost like I think about it like a like a like a hurricane, like a tsunami. It, it really runs you over so quickly. You think it's going to be a category one storm and it hits you like a category four and it totally wipes you out. So. The, um, the lack of preparedness, I don't think is necessary. Uh, you know, I, I think we can play, you know, you know, Monday night quarterback and say, oh, you know, we should have done this, we should have done that. But the reality is, is uh, yes, we could have been better prepared. But at this point in time, it's time to think how, how, we, how do we get over what we are right now. We should have had tests. Yes, we should have had everything much more ready than we have it, quite frankly. Thank you for the call, Tammy. You're welcome. All right, have a good day. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. You had a question for Dr. Del Rio? I do. Good morning. Um, so my question is, if you were, say, infected with a virus, and maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't know it, but you had gotten better and acquired immunity, if you were then tested for the coronavirus, would it show positive? Well, it depends what test you're talking about, right? The tests that are more commonly used Nowadays is what we call the molecular test, and molecular tests test for the presence of the virus. So if you've recovered, you're not going to detect that. We are soon to start using also what we call serological tests, which is a little bit like the HIV test that doesn't mm -hmm. detect the virus but detects the presence of antibodies to the virus. And yes, okay. if you've recovered, you may still be test positive for antibodies to the virus, but that doesn't mean okay. you have the infection. Now, Rebecca, that's a good question because I asked the Dr. Del Rio on Tuesday, you know, my mom was real sick in February and she'd went on a cruise and I asked the mm -hmm. doctor, is there a chance that she ha had this thing in February? And, and Dr. Del Rio, you said it's quite possible, right? It's quite possible. And once we have serological testing, she may want to be tested because when we have serological testing, she may find out that that's indeed what she had. 
Thank huh. you for the call, Rebecca. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, one question about the testing uh, that you're talking about. I know that the testing that they were doing originally, the president got this test, was like a, basically a giant Q-tip that you would cram up your nose to the fact that it would hit the back of your head. Brain. Um, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, right. They wanted stem cells. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is the new testing going to be a lot easier, and is that available right now? It's not available yet, but I think a lot of people are looking for ways to have testing that is better, that is more available, that it's easier to implement. So, yes, eventually, I think, you know, some of us, I have a friend who's looking at uh, testing using spit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so once we have, uh, once we can do spit testing, maybe it's going to be a lot easier. But at this point in time, we're still stuck with uh, with the, the testing that you're talking about. And the problem with the testing you're talking about is that it's... Uh, it's inconvenient, right? It's it's not easy to do. It's inconvenient, and uh, and you have to, uh, you know, you have to, uh, uh, you know, you have to stick that thing up your nose, and it's hard. And one of the things, quite frankly, that we're running into right now is that we don't have enough of those uh, swabs to stick up, up people's nose. So so when people say, oh, you know, why are we why are we having a problem with uh, with uh, with one of, what, what are the issues we're having with testing? One, one of the problems we're having with scaling up testing is we don't have enough of those swabs. So looking for alternatives like spit and other things and blood is, is definitely things we have to do because we simply don't have enough of those swabs right now. Show of hands, anybody um, curious enough what that feels like to actually want to go home and shove a Q-tip in their nose? <laughs> no. Just I, to satisfy that. Ted, I know we have to take so, a so break. I had, oh. I, had, I had one of those done, not for coronavirus, but for influenza some years ago. And I tell you, you know, it went up there and it felt really, it was it felt really bad. And all of a sudden a tear came out of my eye. And the person doing it, which is a colleague of mine, Dr. Caliendo, and she looked at me and said, perfect. You know it's a good sample when you can get a tear oh, in somebody's geez. eye. Oh, geez. Wow. Ted, I, I know and we I have said, a- oh, okay. <laughs> but we are talking to Dr. Del Rio from Emory University. He's our coronavirus expert. And Drex, you had a question about Easter? Well, you know, there was an email that went out. And of course, it happened right before the uh, governor said, we're shutting down the state and Fulton County said we're shutting down. Uh, there was an email going around the neighborhood saying, hey, we've got this giant field in the neighborhood could we seat people 10 feet uh, apart from each other and try and do an Easter service of some sort? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I mean, I would be very hesitant to have anything over over 10 people, quite frankly. And, you know, I think we need to think about, you know, maybe, uh, you know, virtual Easter services. Okay. I think we need to think about ways to, to not, I, I think at this point in time, having more than 10 people together, it, it's a recipe for disaster. And I will tell you that a lot of the biggest outbreaks we've seen, not only in this country, but throughout the world, think about Korea. It all started with church and religious kind of events. Okay. So I, I am, I think that, that it's a, it's a recipe for disaster to, to do that. We got some rapid fire questions from our open mic, which anybody can leave a question anytime for Dr. Del Rio. And the next time we talk to him, we'll play it for him. Here's from Ann and Roswell. I've heard this whole time that I don't need to wear a mask unless I have coronavirus or I'm taking care of someone with it. But now the CDC is saying that we should cover our faces when we go out with a handkerchief or a scarf. What do I do? Do I need to be covering myself when I go out? You know, really good question. Uh, I think we are, again, in this disease, and this disease, what we knew yesterday is not what we what necessarily is good today. And I think that the answer to that is yes. I think today, you know, part of the reason why CDC did not make that recommendation initially is a shortage of, of, of masks. The concern was we needed medical masks 
in the hospital for the healthcare providers because those are the ones being exposed. And the concern was that the public was going to start buying masks and leave the hospitals without masks. But if we can have masks, uh, better masks, and now that we have people are sewing masks, I recommend you get one of the ones, not medical masks, one of the cloth masks that are being sold, sewn or sewn your own. And if you're going outside, yeah, put a mask. I think it's not a bad idea. I don't think we know how much it works, but look, a little is better than nothing. And I would emphasize that. Even if it stops you from touching your face, a lot of people are saying they wear one just to do that. We have another question here. But I, but I actually, I actually see the opposite. Sometimes people, when they wear a mask, they tend to touch their faces more. Oh, Oh, interesting. Uh, This one's from Elizabeth and Alpharetta. I have a family member in the hospital with a non-virus-related issue. I'm wondering what they do to protect those patients from getting it while they're in the hospital. So a lot of hospitals, including hospitals that I know here in Georgia and Atlanta uh, especially, are making uh, COVID-specific areas in the hospital. So we have the patients the patients under investigation and the COVID-positive patients in a specific area so they don't mix, mix with the other patients because there is a risk of what we call nosocomial transmission. In other words, that somebody with COVID can, give, can, give, can transmit COVID in the hospital to another patient because we see that happening to healthcare workers. So a lot of precautions are being taken, including, for example, masking the COVID patients when they go from one place to another. Let's say they're moving to go to radiology or something like that. But one. a lot of precautions are taken, but it's not, you know, it's not gonna be 100% uh, safe at some point in time. Especially if we start seeing more and more patients and you cannot isolate the patients in the hospital because you have too many to do that. That may be an issue. And that's something that, for example, in New York has been a major concern. Dr. Del Rio, thank you as always. We'll talk to you next week. Delighted to be with you. Have a good day. Uh, you were able to hear some people asking questions using that open mic on the B98.5 app. That's a really good tool. If you are ever like having a question about this. Just uh, open that B98.5 app. There's a little microphone down the bottom. You can record your question, whether it's for Dr. Del Rio. Maybe you want to make a statement about something Drex said, for example. Huh. And you don't want to like have a discussion with them. You just want to make your statement. Sure. That would be a great, nice, passive-aggressive way and to I'll be able to delete do that. that. And he <laughs> says he'll delete that, but I have the controls over here, so we'll be fine and we'll... <laughs> We'll just hate on Drex constantly. Perfect. Point five, eighties, nineties, and now. Good morning. I'm Tad. Hey, Drex. Hey, good morning, Kara. Good morning. So I had a friend that just said, oh, "I heard you guys got a shelter in place order." Sorry to hear that. And I was like, "Are you kidding? This is I've been doing that for the last two weeks, haven't you?" Oh, like, maybe even a little bit longer. It's funny. There was a couple walking in my street yesterday, and I was raking up some crap in my lawn. And I'm like, "Oh, how's it going?" They're like, "Oh, you know, it's day nineteen for us." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's about right." She goes, "Well, no." We've been doing it for 19 days. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it was a contest. (laughs) Yeah. Have we all been doing it the same? Well, I mean, no. That's the problem is that this shelter-in-place order, I think, is for, like, a lot of the people that, well, either you don't live in Atlanta or the Atlanta metro where Mm. a lot of towns have already got curfews and all of that, or you just haven't been taking it seriously, and so now, the you know, the state is Mm. making that decision for you. We had uh, been talking about the... You'd warned people, like, don't rush the grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, Governor Kemp said it yesterday. Don't panic. Well, you know. <laughs> Annie works at, a, she's on the phone right now, works at a Walmart in Cherokee County. It's not the case. People are not listening. You guys were just talking about the governor and how he said for everybody just to calm down and not to out and go to the grocery store and on the parking lot and the lines right there on the building. Oh, my gosh. So it's, Already. Yeah, and it hasn't been like that. The, you know, this week yet, but... You're there right now? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what time does Walmart open? Uh, we open at 7. 
And are, are they doing any sort of social distancing practices, like you guys only let 100 people into the store at a time, anything like that? I really wish that we would. Um, so far, I have not seen that. So in yeah. going to the grocery store or in going to Walmart in hordes, you are thereby putting yourself at risk for the very thing that we're putting the shelter-in-place order for. And all the people who work there. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredibly scary. Are they providing you, Annie, with any, like, masks or gloves? Yeah, we've always had gloves. I mean, we're a grocery store, so we've always had to have that, and we do have them. Um, so far, masks, no. I I have my own. What would have been the proper thing to say? Like, do you, you working on the front lines in a grocery store, and you see the kind of fear and panic, is there anything that the governor could have said yesterday that would have encouraged people not to show up at Walmart at 7 o'clock in the morning and create a line? I, I think that Governor Kim did the best that he could. He asked nicely for everyone not to, to do that. But it, it's still, people are still fearful. So, unfortunately, it's it's going to be like that. Yeah, it's that hoarding mentality, isn't it? It's the, I'm not going to be able to get these things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what anybody says. I need to get it now. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I can control something, too. Like, I'm, everything's out of control. At least I can control this a little right. bit. Hopefully, that will mean that after midnight tonight, when this thing goes into place, that nobody will be out, and that will be the time for the rest of us to yeah. go get our groceries. A- Annie, what, yeah. what what goes through your mind as an employee, and uh, do you have children or a spouse at all? I do. Um, I have a spouse. My husband's a um, fireman with the Roswell Fire Department. Oh, um, we, guys, yeah, are on the we're empty. Lines. We're empty nesters, so we don't have any school age children. We're lucky. So yeah, we're both just heading out to work. And what goes through your mind when you know you've got a full day ahead of you, and you see this line wrapped around the building, and that could be that can mean potential harm for you? What's going through your mind? I feel really strong, and I like I said, I'm wearing my own protective mask um, and keeping the clean uh, practices, hand washing and whatnot. I worry about my mom. She's 68 years old. She's also an employee here at Walmart. That's what scares me the most is, you know, the people that are most vulnerable. So the greeters at the front of the store, usually elderly, are they using a six-foot stick to put the stickers on people? Um, no, there's no. They're um, just being very careful, and they're actually, I don't think, coming into contact with the customers anymore as far as checking receipts and whatnot. Um, for right now, they should do like a video monitor instead of us. Right. <laughs> Be like, hi, we're really glad you're here. Now get the heck out. Now go. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to talk yeah. crap about Walmart at all. But if any any retailer in America is going to feature a Tiger King Joe Exotic clothing line, it's going to be Walmart. Have you heard anything of those rumblings? Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. (laughs) I haven't, but I actually, uh, my kids are in their 20s. My daughter actually did show me the the Tiger King um, show. She said, you got to watch it. It's pure gold. Do you think Carol Baskin fed her husband to the tiger. We think, yes, we do. <laughs> sorry. Don't say we sorry. Don't. You're like 80% of America. <laughs> 98.5, 80s, 90s, and now we have suddenly found that home is the new office. <laughs> um, in a cluttered workspace, we all know this. Cluttered workspace, cluttered mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Plus, you're on Zoom. Your coworkers are seeing your space. They're judging you oh, silently. What is that? Yeah. What does she have over there? We have Lisa Carlquist on the phone. She's from Artisan Custom Closets with a couple of tips, Lisa, to organize this mess. One of the big things, well, first is finding a space. Some people have a home office, but you might be working at your dining room table or your kitchen table. 
um, wherever you're working, one of the big things is to keep it decluttered and organized. So it might not be a conscious burden, but a messy desk can make it difficult to find what you're looking for. So one of the first things I would suggest each day is take a few minutes to organize that paperwork, throw away garbage, clear out your voicemails and your emails just to get rid of unnecessary clutter. Lisa, I have 40,000 emails in my Gmail account. <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> okay, well, that's on you, number one. That's, I, I think if I tried to go through all that email and delete files, what do you think, Drex? It would take six months yeah, if I mean, I, just, with no naps? I, if I were you, I'd go start at the end, like the oldest stuff, because you obviously don't need it. I would select all and delete. Well, but one day in 20 years, I want to go find that email oh, that somebody that sent guy. me in the... <laughs> That's called hoarding. Yeah, it's your called email being hoarder. A hoarder. Yeah, but nobody knows. Right. <laughs> Develop a digital process. Get rid of those papers. One great tip for iPhone users is look at your notes app. At the bottom of your notes app, there's a little camera icon. And it's actually a scanner, and it says, do you want to scan documents? And you tap it, and you can scan anything on your desk. It turns it into a PDF, and you can file it away on your computers. I had no idea. That's Thank cool. you for that one. Talking to Lisa Carlquist. She's from Artisan Custom Closets. Lisa, you talked about decluttering, and, and it seems like the more we're in our house, the more it feels like it's closing in on us. We tried to declutter and clean up our daughter's playroom, but all that seemed to do was to create more of a mess, and then you get frustrated and you leave it there. Is there a best practice for stuff like that? I mean, I think it's really important to do it often, so not just when we're quarantined at home, but <laughs> once a month or so, get rid of the stuff your kid doesn't use. The popular toy today may just be taking up space next month, and if you just slip it on out of the house, they probably will never know it's gone. I'm sure there's lots of other kids that would love to have it or use it. So donate it somewhere. What about all the junk like the the American Girl doll? My daughter has like 15 outfits and each one of them have two pairs of shoes. So now we have 30 pairs of miniature shoes. How do you keep track of all that crap? Believe it or not, we've actually created spaces in kids' closets that are specifically for American Girl oh, doll clothes. Like God. tiny little spaces with tiny little shoe shelves. How are those one percenters doing? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from them this month, but I mean, uh, it was pretty common a couple of years wow. ago. So you do the kid's closet and then you take one section and make it for the teeny tiny clothes because oh apparently that's one thing you never get rid of. You're stuck with the American Girl doll. Mm -hmm. I bet you're going to see a run on people requesting cabinets for their kids. And I'm not saying without breathing holes, of course. I'm not, a, <laughs> oh, actual, not an animal. Like, well, well yeah. some, yeah. <laughs> right. Just like a little padlock, breathing holes, little <laughs> slot to, you know, slide the food in there. I do not want to end up on the news story. So no, probably not. <laughs> no. Sorry, that, uh, that whole comment there was... A, very insensitive and out of line. And did, wait, did I, I can't believe that Drex uh, would I was, say something. Did I say that or did you, Tad? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drex Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.